0: Welcome to week 55 of Bhagavad Gita. We're we're starting uh, chapter 17 today. And chapter 17 talks about faith and the modes of nature, the divisions of faith. And the chapter starts with Arjuna asking a question. So Arjuna says, O Krishna, What is the situation of those who do not follow the principles of scripture, but worship according to to their own imagination? Are they in goodness, in passion, or in ignorance? So, first question is, why are there different types of religion? And Krishna says, according to the modes of nature acquired by the embodied soul, one's faith can be of three kinds in goodness, in passion, or in ignorance. Now hear about this. O son of Bharat, according to one's existence under the various modes of nature, one evolves a particular kind of faith. A living being is said to be of a particular faith according to the modes he has acquired. So when I I first started learning about the modes of nature, I was thinking like, what are these modes? I was like, something in the air, or where are they? (laughs) But then, uh, all right, Krishna.
1: All
0: right, Krishna. All So where's an even bigger crowd? (laughs) So after learning more about what these modes are, the whole material energy is composed of the modes of nature. So like our, our bodies, our mind, our material mind and intelligence, everything in this world is composed of the modes of nature. So everything is actually moving with the modes, yeah.
1: So
2: when you're saying like, uh, like each uh, individual has different modes, right? So when the whole material energy have different modes, so based on what you eat or what your thoughts are, that is the mode you acquire as an embodied soul. How about that?
0: yeah because our previous desires and activities determine this this life
2: so the subtle energy that we are acquiring mm-hmm. and based on that we are acquiring whatever is there in this material energy those are the qualities we are acquiring
0: in every yes. life because you have the um aparaprakriti and the paraprakriti a is is the uh, like inert matter in- inert matter you know the Paraprakriti is a living being. Mm-hmm. So, the, so, so Krishna gives these, these elements, like these five elements. Actually, it's composed of 24 elements, according to Sankhya philosophy, mm-hmm. material energy. And, but the, the, the conscious person, the Paraprakriti, and their uh, desires and the way that they work in the world determines how, how the modes transform. Just like in the beginning, in satvagun or uh, Satya yuga everything is very nice, because Krishna is giving, sending forth, I, I sent forth the men and demigods, and said, be thou so happy with this yagya sacrifice. So he's giving them everything they need, all the ingredients, he's starting them out, like in, in goodness, but then um, through through the desire of the living entity, um, and then those desires form together in a sangha. And that determines um, how the modes develop or or degrade into passion and ignorance. So you think uh,
2: like we as an embodied soul, we have been there in the Satya Yuga? Yes. Or we've been passing
0: through all yogas? Or how would it work? Yeah, I mean, the Acharya said, we've been here a very long time. Mm-hmm. So we've been probably, probably in many Satya Yugas. Because oh. <laughs> so we've been here a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as as time progresses, and and, and and we're cultivating our, our desires in this world. And then we're um, we're actually uh, formulating these like energy uh, circles for the modes act. And so that's why Krishna is saying uh, they are in goodness, passion, or ignorance. And according to the modes acquired by the embodied soul, when one when faith can be of three kinds in goodness, passion, or ignorance. And then, so, the question here is, why are there different types of religion? And the uh, Prabhupada answers this. He says, As long as one's faith is not completely in purified goodness, the faith is subject to contamination by any of the modes of material nature. The contaminated modes of material nature expand to the heart. Therefore, according to the position of the heart in contact with a particular mode of material nature, one's faith is established. It should be understood that if one's heart is in the mode of goodness, his faith is also in the mode of goodness. If his heart is in the mode of passion, his faith is also in the mode of passion. And if his heart is in the mode of darkness, illusion, his faith is also thus contaminated. Thus we find different types of faith in this world, and there are different types of religion due to different types of faith. The real principle of religious faith is situated in the mode of pure goodness, but because the heart is tainted, we find different types of religious principles. Thus, according to different types of faith, there are different kinds of worship. So Krishna allows the, the prakriti, the material energy, to be misused. So as the living entity is progressing, they begin to fulfill their desires separate from Krishna and misuse Krishna's energy to fulfill their own whims and their own desires. But, but what Prabhupada is saying is he's saying the, the soul has an eternal, eternal religion, which is and Dharma, and Dharma. That, and that means a total um, uh which is pure, totally purified goodness, which is beyond the modes of nature. But as a living entity enters into this world, then uh, they start to um, mix with others who are trying to fulfill desires and trying to misuse God's energy. Um, and this is like a, a downward spiral, where we continue to misuse the energy, we continue to exploit, and uh, we just we get caught up in this in this net. So
2: I understand this mm-hmm. body, but the mind is all our thoughts. When Prabhupada said heart, is that the emotion that he's talking about? When he said heart, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, it's the,
2: emotions it, it's that the emotion. Generate based on.
0: Like for instance, Krishna is going to go on to describe there's different activities in the different modes of nature. So like, um, we can see examples all around us. Some people, they like, um, like, they like uh, intoxication. So then they, they form a circle of friends who also engages in intoxication. So through that network of association with other persons, like a social network, then uh, emotions come from that, right? Like, emotions come from our our social connections.
2: It's not the thoughts. Emotions are another chemical reaction. That It is another part of uh, our body's chemical, I guess, right? Because I'm trying to understand, because thoughts are, we can understand, like, based on what our mind is thinking. But the heart is like, the emotion is like, sometimes you'll be, like, very happy. Sometimes you'll be, like,
1: yeah. Uh, not so happy thought, thought is, a,
0: is a deeper level like, like there's three activities of the living being thinking, feeling and willing thinking, thinking feeling and willing Can you describe so like Krishna says in, remember Krishna saying in the second chapter he says we contemplate the object of the senses and then attachment mm-hmm. and then lust and then anger so the first, first process of the living entity is is thinking
1: mm-hmm.
0: thinking I, I want this I want to be like this uh, based on the false ego, and then but the feeling—that's where the faith develops. See, like, like the feeling, the feeling, the, the feeling comes from the heart. Like, like, like I'm thinking, but now I'm starting to get really strongly involved.
2: Oh, okay. So all the And then it's difficult. To get into yeah.
0: Your okay. It's just like like these cults, like these religious cults. It's a perfect example. They start. Thinking, oh, like this person is very like charismatic and they have some interesting ideas, and versus just a thought, but then uh, you start developing like a personal or emotional attachment to that cult leader, Mm. and to the people within that cult, and then there's a there's a much deeper (laughs) uh, feeling there. So the the faith is like like Vaisheshika Prabhu says, Shraddha means where do you place your heart, Mm. and he derives this right from Prabhupada's purport that we just read. Where do you place your heart? And like religion, religion ultimately means um, to connect. It's the same meaning as yoga. Mm-hmm. So when we develop these emotions in relationship with other persons, that's why they say association is the strongest. Um, it's the strongest element of Krishna consciousness. Because without those relationships, everything just remains on a theoretical platform, and we don't develop faith. So the feeling won't be the feeling, exactly. Mm, there has yeah. to be some emotional relational connection.
2: And the willing, where the willing comes into picture now. Thinking is so not so the heart. When when you
0: When you when you feel in your heart, then you act.
2: Acting is willing.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. When you feel, then you will. Like emotion, emotion, like probably the uh, this or uh, what is it, etymology? It's based on motion. Motion, yeah. Emotion. Yeah, yeah. Like, so when you have an emotion, then you want to do something. <laughs> based on that emotion. So, so Arjuna here is asking, like, when somebody has a whimsical emotion, but they're, trying, they're, but they're placing their faith somewhere, but it's not bona fide faith, what happens to them? Not
2: from the scriptures, but yeah. if they, like some other person is trying to teach them and they're trying exactly. to... Exactly.
0: The and they're, they're having some, some emotional commitment and attachment to yeah. a particular way of life. Mm. Like people have so many moral ideas in society and they have strong emotions with them. And I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday that like some, some things that are sinful are taboo in society. They're looked down on. Other things that are extremely sinful are not. So and then some things that uh, like aren't really sinful, maybe looked down in the society as being horrible, and and vice versa, some things that uh, are very sinful are looked on as like it's like no problem. <laughs> so we see it all around us. So uh, so yes, yeah, so Arjuna is asking these people that have you know been placed their faith in somewhere. What happens to them? As what Christians now describing.
3: I'm just I'm fascinated because there's a whole modality of therapy, behavioral health therapy that's based on thoughts connected to the thoughts leading to feelings there, and then leading to behaviors. So it's a whole it's a whole modality, and it's mm-hmm. outlined right here. Yeah. Thousands of It's Yeah. it's like the
2: modern uh, education is based on. Yeah, it's
3: been it and it's now evidence-based, you know, because they've done a lot of research, so it's very advisable here, it's existed
0: for so long. Yeah, see, that so and that's why Prabhupada said, if you, if you just listen to the mother, you don't have to go around the universe asking who your father is, all you have to do is ask your mother. So the Vedas are like our mother. Like, why go through the trouble it's if we believe our mother? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, so just to summarize that, why are there different types of faith? Because as long as one's faith is not completely impurified goodness, the faith is subject to contamination by any of the modes of material nature. The contaminated modes of nature ex- expand to the heart. So then the question is, what is the purpose of food? Can any of you remember the purpose of food? Without looking. The <laughs> purpose Yeah, the purpose of food. That's one of them. Very good. That's one of them.
2: To be in a certain mode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, like sweets. Um, I mean, like, um, like normal foods are in mode of goodness. Very like my foods with sweets and all that, and sour and all those are mode of passion, bitter, yeah. and mode of ignorance or like means and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. But
2: is it also
3: a way to serve Krishna?
0: Yes, that's a, definitely. That's the ultimate purpose of food. Yeah. So I'll just read from. Uh, from what Srila Prabhupada says, or what Krishna says first, said even the food, even the food each person prefers is of three kinds according to the three modes of nature. The same is true of sacrifices, austerities, and charity. Now, here are the distinctions between them: foods dear to those in the mood of goodness increase the duration of life. So that's one of the one of the purposes: increase the duration of life, purify one's existence and gives strength, health, happiness, and satisfaction. So now, if anybody asks you what the purpose of food is, you can say, increases the duration of life, it purifies my existence, (laughs) gives strength, health, happiness, and satisfaction. Such foods are juicy, fatty, wholesome, and pleasing to the heart. I don't know, know, after reading Bhagavad Gita, don't, haven't we all had that experience, like eating something and just feeling like just awful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then having a good like a good healthy meal and just feeling like totally rejuvenated
2: yeah all our uh, energies are dependent on what we eat we yeah realize now that we meditate I can sense it like uh, what I wait is what I am next day mm-hmm.
4: yeah yeah it's so, <laughs> really... and it's so true with yeah. you know especially for shot because you know you cannot you know, you start to mix eat like that, and then you really start to tell as you start to get into devotional service, you start to tell the difference between, it was kind of funny, I mean, I went out to dinner over at Loving Spoonfuls' even, and here's a vegan place, I mean, they're very, and they're, they're not bad, you know, but it's not like Prashant. I mean, you can make it, you can do a little prayer before you eat, but it's still not doesn't give the same satisfaction. It doesn't give the same satisfaction. It's not you know, I, at first when I first was early in my devotional type of service, I, I thought, well maybe I'm just imagining that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just thinking that, mm-hmm. that that is the way that it's all in my head, you know. But then I let that go. I just mm-hmm. said, No, 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 just just judge it for what it is. Don't don't you know, don't try to judge that or try to you know analyze that or s- speculate about that just feel the way it is and when i did that i said yeah that's a big
1: difference
4: <laughs> you know i mean it really is yeah. so you know it's it, it's and prashadam it just even even if we were to like you know oftentimes we don't always get organic cuisine or pr- organic produce and things like that but if it's prashadam because prashadam becomes automatic pure yeah. you know we do the best to try to get the best we can get but even then it's not but if I was not to do that, I would tell the difference hugely you know from the quality of the food mm-hmm. and prashadam is a very high quality
3: so, yeah. you so you feel that I feel that, is transferred yeah. from that food exactly from
4: that. I feel it not only in body but also in mind and mm-hmm. in heart and in emotion and everything awesome. else you know. So yeah, I'm starting to get very, very sensitive to that. You know, I can't eat anything. We tried to go out today. In fact, we were doing errands and my wife wanted to stop and get something. I thought, uh, oh, I'm hungry, okay. So I got her something. You know, I just really couldn't see myself eating something that I didn't make myself to offer first to offer to my deities at home at least and, and then have shot up, you know. I just don't, it just doesn't seem seem feasible to me it's just not an, it's, it's not enjoyable it's just not enjoyable to do it I just feel like what am I doing you know mm. you know and it's am I really enjoying this no am I really is it really good for me no of course not you know and it's not putting me in the right consciousness either okay. I'm just doing it to satisfy my palate
1: mm. or to
4: satisfy my because I'm hungry mm. me 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 it's not you know okay. there's no in between there there's no exchange of anything. So it's empty.
0: That's funny, how, uh, you know, B- Bhima, You know, he was he has such a huge appetite. Yeah. From the Mahabharata. <laughs> yeah, yeah so right. Krishna made a special kadashi for him. Yeah. A new jala because he was he because you know he was like Krishna. I just. And he, he was such a wonderful devotee of Krishna, but his digestion was so strong. <laughs> the fire of digestion was so strong. It's like Krishna, I just can't imagine fasting, you know, two times a month. <laughs> yeah. How could I do that? Yeah, he didn't have to do, you know, a full fast, but he just had to do, you know, a Kodashi fast. Yeah. And so Krishna says, Okay, if you fast this one one day of the year, you do a full Nirja without any water, then you will make up no, for all the other fasts. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it hard to do just one day without anything? It would
2: be much more harder than having a practice of uh, just every month, like, like just drink and all, but no eating. I mean, I feel that way probably. We must, is a completely a different story. But. Yeah,
4: fasting is, is not easy, you know. I mean, I used to, when I was a raw foodist, mm-hmm. I only ate raw food. And in raw food, field, yeah, that? in raw food, uh, several years. Oh, wow, and I have lost a lot of weight doing that, mm-hmm. you know. But you do a lot of fasting too, probably mm-hmm. too much, you know, because it's all for the body, it's not mm-hmm. anything else. But you get to the point, I think the longest fast I ever did was 30 days. Mm-hmm. But I had, but I did have water.
2: When you say for fasting, you had no food,
4: no, no, know, no, no food,
2: different kind of fluids, though, right? Uh, water, it was just, just water,
4: just water, yeah. Oh. For the, for the the second after the thirty days, you you start to take grape juice. well, you take grape juice before the thirty days. It's a preparation too. You got to prepare for a fast like that, mm-hmm. you know. But see, that's not really. I mean, that's not that's not that's not what scriptures say at all to do that type. That's real deep austerities that really aren't necessary. That's you know, actually, really. yeah, that's what's talked about in here. Yeah, so, okay, so you that. really don't. I mean, you know, I, I look back on it now, and it was a phase I went through, and okay. But that. probably but
2: because you've been u- utilizing the body for so bad I mean, ways, so it's like a cleansing process. It was a
4: cleansing process, yeah. it was, not only for myself, but also as a stage to go through yeah. to get to a certain point where I am now, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't look at it as a waste of time, just look at it as a fact that it was just a stage. Mm-hmm. But I look back on that now and I say, well, that really wasn't necessary to do it like that, but, you know, but fasting is possible, you know, I mean... Fasting, when we do, when a Kaddashi comes, I do a complete fast most of the time. You don't get well, most into, it? Well, see, after my cancer, I really I have a hard time with complete fast for some reason. My body just gets really, I get dizzy, actually. Which is something I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I'm not drinking enough liquids. Mm-hmm. And in preparation for the fast, a few days before. Mm-hmm. In other words, just doing maybe you know smoothies and no solid food. And then when the Akadashi fast comes, I decide just to do a complete fast. But that's my choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do that, but that's just, because I feel like it's it's something I want to do. You know, if it's yeah. something I really want to try to purify myself. And it's always good for your body anyway. It's a healthy thing to do because your body works very hard digesting food. You know, so it's probably good just to kind of it a little bit, you I'll know. But when it's Prashadam, it's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but still. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, just following the natural cycle of Krishna consciousness, we can have these yeah. health benefits. Yeah. Um, the but, Prabhupada
4: was was good about saying not to overindulge when we even yeah. on. Right. To eat moderately, you know, which sometimes I remember shot on them. but but to eat moderately was very important. Be balanced and moderate. I remember reading that several times that he gave advice to devotees about. Yeah, and Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita too. He says, "Don't yeah. eat too much or eat too, too little." little. Right. And Rippa Goswami
0: says, "One devotion can be spoiled by eating too much." Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's there's always a balance, you know, too. Yeah, because right. Because of um, uh, devotional ecstasy and and also young enthusiasm too. Yeah, it depends um, on how
4: active you are too. Yeah, if and how active and how much your body, energy, how much you may
0: you may quickly, how much you may digest. Yeah because um, sometimes like in the very beginning Prabhupada was like saying you know you should eat so much prashadam that you waddle like a duck <laughs> I that. so sometimes in the beginning he was like he just he wanted them to have like an arm slot of purification Yeah. and like you know the prashadam is changing the cells in our body our body is becoming yeah.
4: composed of prashadam um, of course it's important to remember that most of those devotees were all on drugs and they were very young and they were, yeah. were you know so that's probably good advice if they didn't want to purified you know, and cleanse them out of all the contaminants and meat and everything else they were eating at the time. And he
0: was getting them addicted to the yeah. Krishna consciousness movement. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes when I'm
3: eating prashadam, I just feel like I'm just, sh- well, shoveling it in kind of. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I can't eat it fast enough or I can't wait or I just really want to kind of gorge on it, you know. And I, I'm, sometimes that concerns me. I feel like I need to slow down, you know, and be a little bit more mindful. But there is something that about it. Really like
1: t- yeah, good. Good. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's starting to kind of... You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I, I don't know, food is an interesting thing because we're, we're dealing with it all the time, you know?
4: It was interesting that how I was... that uh, You know, Prabhupada used to, as I was reading, used to eat, he would eat by himself most of the time, right? Am mm-hmm. I correct mm-hmm. about that? And he was... Um, didn't eat a whole lot, really. You know, I mean, sometimes he would... But he would eat with his hands, he'd take his time. Mm-hmm. He was very mindful about how he ate, you know, as devotees would say when they when they saw him eat. And he was just uh, in, in very delicate, very meticulous and very attentive to everything he was doing when he ate. Mm-hmm. So but again, that's maybe something to keep in mind. Yeah. is to be very attentive to what you're doing you when know, you're heard, eating. I've heard that. Take about your time, that. yeah.
1: It's gonna be a work in progress.
4: Yeah.
0: When the food is offered to Krishna of love and devotion, it becomes it has because everything that's connected in love and Krishna becomes on the absolute platform. So like the food becomes um, like Krishna. It's like kind of like Eucharist in the Christian yeah, church. It right.
4: becomes the body and blood of the Lord. And you want to take your time with that moral yeah. You know, that type of thing. So you have that in mind. You know, try. it's, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, you. for like
0: it's not easy, I mean for me, like I, I have such a strong appetite. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I just <laughs> relish it, and so yeah. I mean, I do still don't <laughs> take my time <laughs> for prashant, sure. I probably I, I need to work on that too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but it, it's actually said in Ayurveda, you know, that when we have when we have an appetite, we should you know, eat food. That's the stomach saying that uh, I need food, and that's healthy. Mm-hmm. So you know, Prabhupada would encourage like that too
2: yeah the reason is like uh, basically based on the science you like when you have the digestive acids uh, generating you don't want to burn them the um, stomach lining rather you take the food so that at least uh, it doesn't burn it but at the same time you're conscious that it's, it's releasing the acids and you make the prasadam and offer to the lord and then um so you have to get prepared that you know that your stomach generates the acids, but I what I have realized it's all in the mind. So mind can stop generating when if we are preparing for ekadasi. If we talk to the mind, okay, today is my fasting day. I've seen that it doesn't generate any acids. It's a good point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and you make a sankalpa like the beginning of the day, like. I'm fasting today. That's it. Right. So like then yeah. it really becomes at some point like you you somehow your body kind of forgets about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like and you, you just don't even Absolutely. Yeah, you don't. Think because
2: you can alkalize that acids by drinking some fluids. You see, that's how I think your mind knows, okay, when you have like an earlier preparation like okay, tomorrow is my fasting day. So I'll probably take some fluids in the morning, some herbal teas or something, then it knows the body edges and the mind because I've seen it. Like this is the first time I've I was able to do the the Kadasin and I was determined. I said, I'm staying in the temple and I'm doing it and I was able to I mean without sleep it wasn't easy but still I was with the Tulsi Maharani and just going there because I know what I've heard like Tulsi is the one plant which generates oxygen for 22 hours only two hours it generates uh, carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. so that's how it's Krishna's favorite so when you're trying to be as much as with Tulsi Maharani it's better
1: Mm
0: Good. Well, I'm very um, enthusiastic about the topic of food. <laughs> 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 it's good. I mean, Papa said you can eat your way back to Godhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Krishna. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. If you do it the right way, that's how powerful it is. Yeah, we were talking on Thursday night about how Lord Jaitanya was eating dirt and his mother chastised him. He said, what's the difference? It tur- turns into a plant. She says, no, but when you eat the dirt, it causes disease. When you eat the plants, it nourishes your body. So knowing how to do something changes everything. It's like everybody's eating, but knowing the science or the, the art of eating, uh, that's, and part of that too, like we all learn the science, right? From, from Prabhupada, from you know, Ayurveda, from, from Krishna. So we've all learned, you know, from the Acharyas, we learn the science. <clears throat> but a big part of that is is regulation, because uh, this the the stomach creates those acids at a certain time of the day, I and mean, the, the body's used to eating at the same time every day, and that helps with the, the health. Because any time the acids are produced and we're not putting food in the stomach, it's like like you were saying, it's it's harmful for us. It also creates mucus and other things. So. <clears throat> um, Okay, so we'll just finish this um, Purport by Prabhupada He's saying what the purpose of food is The purpose of food is to increase the duration of life Purify the mind and aid bodily strength That is its only purpose In the past, great authorities selected those foods That best aid health and increase life's duration Such as milk products, sugar, rice, wheat, fruits and vegetables These foods are very dear to those in the mode of goodness Some other foods, such as baked corn and molasses, while not very palatable in themselves, can be made pleasant when mixed with milk or other foods. They are then in the mode of goodness. All these foods are pure by nature. They are quite distinct from untouchable things like meat and liquor. Fatty foods, as mentioned in the 8th verse, has no connection with animal fat obtained by slaughter. Animal fat is available in the form of milk, which is the most wonderful of all foods milk butter cheese and similar products give animal fat in a form which rules out any need for the killing of innocent creatures it is only through brute brute mentality that this killing goes on the civilized method of obtaining needed fat is by milk slaughter is the way of subhumans protein is amply available through split peas dal whole wheat etc so then why do we eat prasadam uh yes so the uh, Prabhupada says, The best food is the remnants of what is offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Supreme Lord says that He accepts preparations of vegetables, flour, and milk when offered with devotion. Patram Pushpam Phalam toyam. Of course, devotion, love are the chief things which the Supreme Lord Personality of Godhead accepts. But it is also mentioned that the brashadim should be prepared in a particular way. Any food prepared by the injunctions of the scripture and offered to the supreme personality of Godhead can be taken even if prepared long, long ago because such food is transcendental. Therefore, to make food antiseptic, eatable, and palatable for all persons, one should offer food to the supreme personality of Godhead. Jai.
4: One question I, I was curious about in this section. Um... I've tried to do some research on it and I think uh, it has to do with milk in today's society in the Western world. Obviously standard milk that you buy, you know, I've been to milk farms and it's done pretty cruelly. You know, So how did, and I know even back then yeah, when Prabhupada was here, uh, that was something that was happening in the States at least in America. Um, so, what, did, did any of the devotees ever approach him about that, or was there was an awareness about that? And what did he, what did Prabhupada have to say about that sort of thing? So, Prabhupada said it's absolutely necessary because Krishna,
0: when when you have Radha Krishna deities in the temple, especially Krishna demands milk. So, Prabhupada said, if you have no, basically, if you have no other way, if it's if, it, if it's a necessity, then you can take this milk, you can offer it to Krishna and the cow will benefit from it oh, but if you if you read his instruction it doesn't mean that he wanted us to like uh, be lazy and just like buy buy the milk at the store and then support you know the the cruel dairy industry which basically like enslaves these uh, cows artificial insemination um ultimately <clears throat> sends them to the slaughterhouse it's, it's the most cruel like they say that they're married, the dairy and the meat industry are married uh, because they go hand in hand. Um, so he wasn't like saying like, support you know the dairy industry." He was saying like it was absolutely a necessity because Krishna demands milk. But he really wanted us to protect cows. That was, <laughs> that was his real goal. He wanted every city preaching center to be connected with a farm community where cow protection was, because the cow is a center of Vedic civilization. Prabhupada, uh, he, he taught us that the wealth of the world is cows and land. So that's really real wealth. So he didn't want us to take that as a crutch and just like continue to support the dairy industry. Okay. Are there any yeah.
3: recommendations for good sources for buying cruelty-free milk in Tucson? Do you guys know? I wish you know. I, mean, I look sometimes at the milk. I appreciate your question because I looked at i which one should I get,
4: you know? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's There's some, there's some farms that, like, I think New Bedouin has milk, but they don't really sell it, like, on a commercial market yet, you know. Maybe that uh, there would be a time, ideally, that Ahimsa milk could be, you know, sold, and that way we'd know the source it would be, or it used to be. Because the milk that you buy in the stores today, even organic milk, even ones that are f- considered free range cows, I know that because they milk them so much that you wind up getting urine and blood in it and everything else and it's not good, wow. you know? So, so, but, you know, I know probably, I, I thank you for clarifying that because I know, you know, at the time there was, we had no choice at that time I and mean, there was no other way of getting any dairy in the West and today even that's scarce, you know, to get a hymns of milk. I mean, try to get something like that from a source is I've very difficult. That. But they they are, India I know they have farms, some parts of India. Even in Phoenix, I heard
2: there were like uh, one of the other groups, uh, they started, uh, I don't know which Maharaj, but under their guidance, they have like a farm where you can buy the milk from there. Oh, great. That's nice to know. That's good. Mm -hmm.
4: So yeah, so I know ideally it's what, you know, Prabhupada wanted to do is to protect cows and get farms and have our own, Mm -hmm. you know, and eventually that will happen. Yeah, on a more massive scale. Please pray for
0: Christians uh, to allow us to protect cows near Tucson, because it's not very easy. I, I wish
2: we could start one here with the, all the cows, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: but in the yeah.
4: meantime, I guess we have to do what what the devotees had to do in the sixties. You know, we just do the best we
0: can. Do the best we can. I mean, a lot of devotees are you know, vegan. Vegan. Of Some of them have turned vegan. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I have very little dairy. Yeah, I don't I have a lot of I have very, very little well, dairy. Very But uh, what I've heard is like if you be
2: with the cows and uh, uh, just generate milk from the cows, the cows will give the milk based on whatever diseases you have to protect you, to get rid of your diseases. But you have to be like in the pasture grounds Mm -hmm. with the cows. Mm -hmm. So that's the only animal who can sense your diseases and give the milk according, like how the mother protects.
4: The same way the cows can protect us from and the type diseases. of cows too no. that because that, that one devotee mm-hmm. came about the cows yeah you have to have the, the cows that we have here is not the type of cows that either that have the type of nutrition really yeah but it's high they bred them in such a way in such a way their, their that milk is not poor things alkaline so it's not natural food. it's, it's a
2: so that's the reason yeah. because we don't know where they're coming from and yeah. anyway whatever our diseases, is, is the cow which gave the milk doesn't know. So what's yeah. the point of drinking? And they're true. like
0: mystical, you know. Yeah. Like um Prabhupada would say some animals are mystical. Mm. he would say the frogs are mystical. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> frogs are <laughs> nice. Yeah, frogs have like mystic powers. Wow. So, to know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean obviously that's like mystic, mystical thing. Mm. They're like, uh, like a, some sort of like doctor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like a doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, the cow is the only animal which
2: can give you needed milk for you. Awesome. Cow and
0: humans are meant to live side by okay. side together. Yeah, that's why we're we have such an artificial society with the yeah. way we treat cows and deal with cows. It's
3: so gentle. I mean. At times, they can be just so gentle and docile, so oh, yeah. large. And I've been near a cow before. It's Their natural state oh, is right? the mode of goodness. Uh-huh. You have, yeah. I have been, been by cows. Yeah. Oh, They're goodness. just an, such. There's an innocence, I guess, was maybe a word that I would use innocence, for yeah. that, for being
0: around them. They're fully the mode of goodness, cows. Mm. Like you see, even when you go to Vrindalen, like it's so busy, there's so much traffic, like everybody's honking. And like the cows, they don't—they do don't care, you know. They just oblivious. <laughs> they're totally peaceful, yeah. standing there in the road or smushing on some grass. <laughs> they don't get caught up in the modes of nature, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just—it's awful. It's horrible. We to cows. Hey, yeah. yeah. okay, does anybody bring um, discovery, understanding, application to share? I have one. All right.
3: It's on food. <laughs> which you know, at first I was kind of just dis- yeah dismissive of it. Oh, it's food, but then I'm I thought, oh, it's so important that it needs to be here and discussed. And actually, food is kind of an important issue, um, or even in some ways a, a battle for me. You know, um, so my ch- my chapter or the verse was on ten, and I just paraphrased the part that stood out to me, which was. Um, uh, the best food, or I'm sorry, food prepared more than three hours before being eaten is dear to those in the mode of darkness. And then um, in chapter, or, or in that third paragraph, the part of the purport that said, um, best food is the remnants, let's see. The best food is the remnants of what is offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, he accepts preparations um, when offered with devotion any food prepared by the injections of the scripture and offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead can be taken even prepared long, long ago because such food is transcendental. So my application was... Um, this is a challenge for me because making Krishna conscious practical is, a, is really a necessity for me given how busy you know, my schedule is during the week. Um, so I use the weekends, among other things, to prepare food for the whole week find myself often eating on the run or eating at staff meetings where I don't have a a choice, you know. Um, So at first when I was reading this, I felt really discouraged because I thought, how will I ever make my, this is one more area of my life, that how can I get in line with Krishna, you know? Um, Yeah, I I quoted, how will I ever accomplish the prescribed way of eating? So then I was rereading and reading, and I noticed a few other Admonitions by Prabhupada here in this chapter and also throughout all the wisdom literatures about you know seek the counsel of devotees be around Other devotees and so I sought the counsel of, of two elder devotees here, and I asked you know, what should I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and They allowed me to ask all my questions, and they gave me lots of practical tips um, You know they, they gave me the information that I needed and um, I also left the conversation having a deeper appreciation and realization that food is actually an opportunity to, to give devotional service to Krishna, so it's not just something that's for me, it's, this is about an act of service that can be done multiple times throughout the day. So, yeah.
0: And you saw what Prabhupada said, right, where he, where he said, he said, it's in the mode of darkness if it's um, taken more than three hours yeah. later, yeah. but he says if it's prashadam, then it's not. Did you see? He said it?
3: you can eat it even if it was prepared long, 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 ago. long ago. <laughs> right, exactly. that like so, long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Now you don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah. So I learned. I learned
3: about the you know the different prayers and then the ones that I can do when I'm more on the run versus the ones where I can actually do the the prashadam prayer and that. So, you know, kneel kneeling, bowing. And
0: and chatting and so forth, so, yeah. 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 Krishna carries what we lack and preserves what we have. So, yeah, good. And, yeah, because it's always pure, you know, because it's prasadam. Like, like, Krishna doesn't become impure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you have
2: something? Uh, I have a question. Like, um, when I try to make some teas in the morning, like herbal teas, like usually, I just drink it. I don't know, would we offer those teas and then mix it and then have the teas or like I never had this feeling of the liquids to be offered usually when we make the prasadam I do offer. So what's your advice on
1: that?
0: Advaita Acharya, when he was calling, preparing to call Lord Jaitanya to come, he worshiped his chaligram, which is two things and that was um, tulsi leaves and water. So. that's all. That's all, he, that's, all that's, that's, that's all he offered to the Shaligram was tosi leaves and water. Advaita Acharya. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean Krishna says uh, So included in there is is water. Yeah, I usually put so, water every day. To yeah. Krishna. But when
2: I drink any
0: teas or something, herbal teas. I don't offer to Krishna I like before I drink.
2: So
1: I just
0: take the... I just you think do the Krishna tea. doesn't like tea? That's how I was it. Krishna, <laughs> Krishna likes herbal tea? That's <laughs> what
1: I am mean. saying. So it's like it doesn't mean too
2: much. My only solids are chocolate. So all I toss my tea like... It's
0: not in the spiritual world that all the rivers are like nectar. So Krishna likes... Teas
2: flavorful
1: drinks.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 when I make the food I say please make oh, sure man. it's hot don't feed Krishna because it's very hot yeah, <laughs> but man. then for the teas I should make sure okay now I'm giving tea to
1: somebody so <laughs> you
4: know, it's kind of funny you say that because one one morning I was hurried trying to get to work just recently mm-hmm. and I, I poured myself a glass of apple juice mm-hmm. you know and I said I gotta get out of here and I'm I start to, you know, I, st- I almost start to drink it. And I thought, wait, what? What are you doing? You know, I forgot to offer it. You know, mm-hmm. and I said, do I have time to offer it? He says, you know what? I'll make time to offer it.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: That's time. If I'm late, big deal. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter, you know? So I took the time to offer the apple juice. But I remembered. But I almost did that. I almost yeah. didn't do it. But I remembered, you know, to, to offer it. So I try to offer everything. Oh, now, baby, water, water maybe I don't do. I'll drink water a bit with not offering maybe i should start doing that yeah because that makes sense i mean krishna Krishna likes water
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: see like you can make like a liter bottle of water offer and then pour it it in the water bottle i think
3: that's the best like we can we can
0: make like a big jug and then we offer one glass yeah and then the whole just like a just like a big pot of food we offer to krishna yeah yeah
3: mother said i could have a big bowl of fruit and just offer once, and then thereafter for a few days, you know, oh. everything is kosher. Sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. One thing I was taught that we don't offer is medicine. Right. And we don't offer like cough syrup. We don't offer that. Or like
4: Tylenol.
0: We don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't offer that stuff.
4: Okay. So yeah. Okay, Krishna. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my. Um, Usually I save my thing in Google Docs for some reason my my document had an opening, so I have to kinda of wing this one. Okay. But I, I remember at least where the quote was, I think. I'm trying to remember here. I don't know. It was in three. I Oh, here it is. Okay. Although one may be conducted by uh, some impression or some conception of life, originally he is nirguna, or transcendental. Therefore, um, one has to become cleansed of the uh, material contamination that he has acquired in order to regain his relationship with the Supreme Lord. That's the quote I took. So, um, the understanding of that, to me, was basically that, um, you know, there's a purification process that one has to go through to rid ourselves of this material contamination that we have put ourselves in. And then once we go through that purification, then we can attain, our, we can start to regain our relationship, our lost relationship with, with Krishna that we have forgotten about. Mm. And as far as my application of that, is the first and foremost is chant the Mahamantra. You know, that is the first thing that for this age to purify yourself is to chant. That was given to us by Lord Chaitanya. Do that flat off, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's really hearing, hearing pastimes of Krishna from bona fide devotees and associating with devotees. And with those two working together, we can surely uh, come to success as far as purifying ourselves and regaining our our relationship back with Krishna.
0: Um, yep. Yeah, there's some, some
4: heavy th- statements in the Chaitanya Charts and Rita that
0: like if, if persons don't accept Lord Chaitanya then they're like uh, like the most fallen, uh, like totally atheists. <laughs> like, they don't accept Lord Chaitanya. So Lord Jaitanya he ordered us to uh, perform congregational Sankirtan chanting, and it said in the Brihannara Purana that there's no other way, um, no other sacrifice for this age than the chanting of the holy names of Krishna. And so if we don't have faith in that, then that means we don't have faith in Lord Jaitanya. So that makes us atheist. <laughs> because Lord ordered us. Said this, he's And, and then even when, when he was criticized by the Mayavads, I said, why aren't you studying philosophy? So my spiritual master said, told me to just chant the Hare Krishna mantra, and so he said set the example, and um, so it's like, like in every age, like the Vedic Brahmanas are doing these sacrifices to please God, and now in this age, there's nothing else. There's no other sacrifice. There's not like a big sacrificial ceremony, or uh, opulent deity worship, or. Um, What's the other one? Meditation, meditation. long long meditation?
2: Satya Yuga is meditation.
0: Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And uh, Krita Yuga is. Uh, is the Vedic sacrifices.
1: And Dvapar, um, Dvapar Yuga is uh,
2: deity
1: worship. Yes.
0: And right now, Kali Yuga is. is. Yeah. Sankirtan. 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 So so, so Sankirtan is, is, is equivalent to all the other practices, uh, sacrifices done in previous ages. And it's so simple, but if we just had faith in Lord Chaitanya, like, go, let's go out, let's go out, and, you know, do Sankirtan. And that's, and time means doing it together. Like one time, um, I don't forget, maybe Bhakti Saddam the said, like somebody was like, in their room just like chanting, you know, by themselves. you know I think it was Bhakti Saddam And uh, <laughs> he says some heavy things. <laughs> But, it, but he said something like, he's just increasing the, um, uh, the, something like his adrenal glands in his body or something, <laughs> he's not getting, <kidding. laughs> something like, yeah, he was by himself, just, yeah, not, not that we can't chant by ourselves, but the point is, is like, replacing the congregational chanting with just doing, like, bhajan by, by oneself, like, jan bhajan.
2: Anyway, we have to chant our rams uh, mm-hmm. by ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So when you said Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati so said that, so he was doing a loud sankirtan with all
0: people. It, so? it was it was like a contextual. Mm-hmm. So like contextually, like some devotees think like instead of going out on sankirtan, I can just play my harmonium and chant in my room by myself. Um, do bhajan by myself
1: in the home. With just, yeah. Okay.
0: So he said he'll just increase the bile in his.
4: Body or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because a lot of times, too, the, the, I guess the impersonalists oftentimes will, you know, they're really big on meditating by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's a habit that in which, I mean, Java's is good. You know, we, we yeah. should have a nice private time that we can associate with Krishna, you know, directly in that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, it should not totally take over the place of, of Sankirtan.
2: Because we have to, to associate, associate, and
4: share mm-hmm. the holy names, and that's so both, right? Am I right about that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like when they used to prepare
4: the the great big native sacrifices, they had
0: to prepare for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they have to plan, mm-hmm. like who what who does what role in this ceremony. They have to collect all the ingredients. They have to know which mantras to chant. They have to prepare. So, everything ultimately that we do in Krishna consciousness, the essence of our practice is Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. So, if we leave out the, the sacrifice itself, then the, the preparation and everything um, is not coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to fruition, it means we actually do the yajna. Yeah. The yajna is the Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. That's when we come congregationally and chant together. Chant and distribute books is, is Brihat Sankirtan, it's big Sankirtan, it's a books. Uh, they try to say the books go further. <laughs> they they go the sound of the books goes further than the redungo. Mm-hmm. So rehat murdungo. A
4: good a really good example of all that too is a personal experience that I had with that is that, is that um, when I was going through throat cancer, I couldn't my throat was so sore and so bad that I couldn't I couldn't do my rounds, you know. So I would listen to Prabhupada do his rounds. And then usually, oftentimes, those tapes would so have you're just doing it those. In the mind. Yeah, and those recordings would also have like he would be doing it in, at a temple. You know, with, you know, hear the devotees in the background doing mm-hmm. their rounds too. So it was weird because when I chant, I, I would I would kind of just do it in my mind, but I move my mouth. Mm-hmm. And then I started to voice, and I could actually voice. And I could never be able to do that by myself. There was no way I could do. It. I was too sore. I could do it by myself. But I had the strength to do it with that. Mm-hmm. So that's proof right there that the association and group of chanting the holy names is is so powerful that that it can even get you through that. Good realization.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And this when we talk about Krishna, that's also
0: Sankrita. So like Bhagavad Gita classes is also Sankrita. So. It's because it's not different when we're hearing in glorifying the Lord in association with the Lord. That's kirti means to glorify. Sankirti, kirti is glorify. San means together. San means together. So oh, So that san, san means together and kirti means to glorify. So if we do that through the holy names, also we can do that through Krishna Kata. That's also Saint So but the the more that we give, like when we go out, we perform the sacrifice of going out in public. That's a bigger sacrifice. It's just like like all the great like kings, like Vedic kings, they want to perform the biggest sacrifice, <laughs> right? So when we go out, we put ourselves out. We we spread the holy names to the public. Um, it's it's a big offering to Krishna, very big offering.
1: Yeah,
4: I even mean, when that one person walks by and starts to dance with it. Yeah. Where you saw quite a few people walking by going like this, you know, holding their ears. But when that one person comes by and does that, it's like makes it all worthwhile. I yeah. See. Just know, one, one book you, goes out. One book goes out. And that's a glorious.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, this is, oh, uh, Mariah Mohini, she is going to France on Tuesday. Awesome. But she was preparing for that. She didn't get a chance to do her homework this week but I uh, chastised her sufficiently <laughs> 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 but yeah she's uh, you know she's from France originally and um, she's, I think she's going to visit family there oh. uh, but she's also you know translating Prabhupada's books into French which, just friends, you know. I don't know if she wanted me to keep that confidential anyway <laughs> it's a I think she does wonderful service okay she does it
3: Okay. You, you you have seen her? She she told she's myself told and a, a few other people. Yeah. Okay, she, good. I didn't seem like it was something, and she yeah. asked us to keep it confidential. Okay. Was she okay. here,
0: or you saw her? I I, yeah. I
3: I I got to meet her in L.A. for Rathi Yatra, sure, but then she did come here for christmas
0: birthday. Really? Oh, yeah. I
1: missed yeah, her.
0: Yeah, she, she was, was, was here for a few days. It's kind, kind of like yeah. yeah. Like on the yeah. me. Oh, I could have. Mm-hmm. I caught it but didn't know. Yeah, she was here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what i here. So. Okay, shall so I just quickly share? So this is the discovery. If, however, such persons are fortunate enough to be guided by a spiritual master who can direct them to the path of Vedic wisdom, they can get out of this entanglement and ultimately achieve the supreme goal. So understanding, all success comes from proper guidance and accepting such guidance. Mentors and teachers caught up in the modes of nature can teach us according to speculation and concocted ideas in terms of what is what. This leads to confusion, unhappiness, suffering, and repeated birth and death. Everyone knows that eating, sacrifice, charity, and austerity are good and necessary. However, they don't know that there is a proper way, an improper way, to perform these activities. They don't know that one can be completely hellbound by these seemingly good activities done in the modes of passion and ignorance. For instance, mommy says to eat your chicken to be strong and healthy. Your high school teacher says to go to college and sacrifice your time and money to make a lot of money. Businesses push you to give their charity, give to their charities, so that they can grow their name brand. And nutritional experts say to go on water fast to trim fat. These are all ignorant and passionate reasons to make choices. Krishna and Bhagavad Gita is dispelling this illusion and makes the strong repeated point that we must accept proper guidance from someone above the modes of nature to transcend illusory misguidance. Krishna, Guru, Parampara, Shastra, and the assembled Vaishnavas will save us from religion in the modes of nature. So we don't want to be caught up in the religion according to the modes of nature. Or it's like, I'm caught up in this desire, and I'm caught up in this group, therefore that's where my emotional attachment is, and so I act in that way. Basically, that's how they're all acting in society, until Guru and Krishna pulls us out of that way of, of entanglement. <clears throat> Application, the importance of Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra can never be overstated. I said understated. (laughs) Can never be overstated. I pray to make a daily effort to meditate on the words of Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra and follow them faithfully. In this way, I may be saved from religionists who intend to direct me according to their misguided ideas. By making a strong effort to hear daily from the spiritual master, love for Krishna will clear up everything, like the sun in the daytime. So it's bright out, clear. It's like, you're not going to have these cobwebs and these dark corners and things. Like, yeah. like, that's what a like, guru is. Like, guru is like, telling us, like, don't be confused anymore. You don't have to do things this way. Just stay fixed. Like Krishna says, I'm about to like, stay fixed on me. Don't deviate your intelligence from me. And then everything will work out nicely. Thank you. So, okay. All right, then. You coming? I'm going to go again. All right. Okay, I haven't been in so long. You coming? mm yeah. Okay. Yes. You coming? Yes. Good. Now you're only the to- <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, care time for food is coming. Care time for food is coming. Okay. Oh, my son. Okay. Hopefully, his family. Do you have they're, they're in El Paso. They're having some programs. There. Yeah. This programs. So? Mhm. What kind of programs? Uh, there's the devotees there. El Paso. In El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Oh, what are they doing like just spreading some,
3: the word?
0: Yeah, they're having some sangha and inviting nice. people and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: appreciate. Did Chibanda stay there or did he go on somewhere else for his tour? He, I believe, he's still
0: there, but he's gonna be leaving soon. I think they're gonna be coming back soon, and he'll be going on. Oh. Okay. He'll be continuing he'll be back early this week. So.
3: Oh, with the G1
0: and the Prabhu. You said that's the reason we didn't have yeah. the lecture. Exactly, yeah.
3: Because he's he's on the road,
0: now. How long does he This time he's going for a while. He's going to be gone until sometime in November. November. Wow. Yeah. So he's traveling around the world. Mm-hm. Preaching. So. OK, thank you so yeah, thank much. Thank you. Did y'all get an appetite from that discussion? (laughs) (laughs) Always fatty, wholesome foods, good health, longevity. (laughs) Hare (laughs) Krishna, Hare Krishna.